Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. For many of us, we've always separated modulation effects, such as flanges and choruses, from time effects such as delay pedals. However, the difference is not so great as you may think. If we look back in time, we'll start our conversation with the flanger. And the flanger, or sound of the flanger, was initially created when there were two reel-to-reel tape decks in synchronization playing back simultaneously, and the engineer or the producer would gently touch the rim of one of the reels during playback. This portion of the reel is called the flange, and the very subtle delay that happens when the reel is touched causes the flanging effect. This manual effect became rendered and replicated in analog circuits with the advent of the integrated circuit, or IC. Subtle flanging produces almost a doubling effect and definitely a wider sound field. The greater the separation, the more the whoosh. Now, some people like the whooshy sound and some people don't, and that's personal preference. Analog flangers added the ability to add the sound of older tape and aging tape mechanisms as well to create more sound effects in this modulation. Flanging started manually. But those first analog flanger makers discovered that if the circuit was designed to allow a bit more delay, but not so much as where the delay turned into echo, that the sound field could be widened even more. And by using filters to reduce that whooshy sound, they were able to get the replicated sound to not only be slightly delayed, but also slightly detuned. Those old enough to remember turntables will also recall playing records back at a slower speed to learn guitar and bass parts, and we'll also recall that the pitch would drop as well. Managing this at a subtle level with minimal user controls resulted in the development of the chorus effect. Chorus rapidly outpaged flanging in popularity because it was less whooshy and more applicable in more places. In the 1980s, chorus was everywhere, done well, and also to such an effect that many listeners got sick of it. Like any effect, chorus in the right place in moderation is a really nice way to widen the sound field and increase the depth of the package. Engineers discovered that by having more than one chorus engine in a single device, that it could be used to increase the liquidity of an instrument. Where flanging never really took off with bass guitar, Chorus became quite popular, and even Ampeg, maker of the famous bass amplification products, built a bass chorus pedal called the Liquifier Chorus. In my opinion, I really like the sound of that particular chorus on a bass track. It's thickening and widening, and it's really, really beautiful. As electronics advanced, what we now know as bucket brigade chips became more readily available and smart designers figured out how to use them to create analog versions of tape and drum delays. These old mechanical delays still sound awesome, but being mechanical, they are maintenance intense and don't like being bounced around in a van driving from show to show. If the concept of a bucket brigade is not familiar to you, think of a line of men and women passing a series of buckets of water down a line to put out a fire. That's where the term bucket brigade actually originates. The benefit to this is that it allows for longer delays than these mechanical devices did and has less signal degradation over time. 
However, just like a real bucket brigade, some signal does get lost as it moves through the circuit, and you get a fall-off as signal as delay increases. Think of that as water splashing out of the bucket as it's passed along. There still remains a strong appetite for analog delay because of that somewhat predictable degradation. The difference from the chorus is really the delay time, because you can now differentiate the source and the repeats. The circuit now also allows for the implementation of tape-style degradation, as well as more control of the number of repeats. A digital delay, which came later, uses a different processor complex, and there is no natural signal degradation. It's digital. It's perfect every time. And as a consequence of it being digital, the delay times available become even longer. The first digital delays were massive and expensive boxes from companies like Eventide. Eventide still does digital delays, albeit less money, and in much smaller and more usable boxes. This advent of digital signal processing that brought us these pristine digital delays was then extended to create DSP-driven flanders and choruses. These new units sound and feel different from the older analog offerings and provide a much greater range of flexibility in tone delivery. As a musician, the right solution for you is the one that you like best, and that there is such a wide range of tools to help you build these soundscapes is a benefit to us all. Just remember, flanger, chorus, delay, they're all related. And it's the timing of the delay or the duration of the delay signal that really creates that separation. I hope that this episode has helped resolve any questions on the subject, but always feel free to send an email or post a comment. I read and respond to all. As always, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the articles and the podcast so you get notified when a new one is posted. Until next time, peace. Thank <laughs> you.